0: Push it. Actually, here we go. We got to do the got All it. Right. Okay, perfect.
1: All right. Sweet. That's not what we're
0: All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, I can't believe it's April already. It's the first Sunday of the month, which means it's time <laughs> For none other than Better Living Through Delavision. <laughs> it's Chef Del Strobe with his monthly show and it's called Chef Del's Kitchen and today he's going to be doing latkes because Passover is right around the corner. Please welcome Chef Del to the show. So good to see you my friend.
1: Yay welcome. Thank you. Hello everybody. How are y'all? How are we yeah
0: well so you, you like that Better Living Through Delavision?
1: I love the name, right? It's, it's. I think, I think we're going to get that copyright, so I can use that.
0: Okay, please take it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm so excited because I, you know, people always think that latkes need to be fried. You know?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a thing, right? But you know, I made these at the request of a friend um, who want who had them for Passover every year. And here's the thing you think that they can't be good without the oil? She served them to her uh, standard American diet father who was in his 80s. He said they were the best latkes he's ever had. Now, maybe he was just gussing me up or something like that, but there you go. And they're good. I like them. Uh, I think the thing that you have to realize whenever you go oil free, whenever you go from fried to baked, whatever. There there are things you want to keep in mind. So if you overcook these, the crust gets kind of chewy, and um, it's that's not good. And if you undercook them, the potatoes aren't done inside. So you've got to kind of got to go, just be careful with them, and maybe do small samples that you can taste and see what we're doing. By the way, I'm doing a double bath here because um, my videographer. I thought I was going to have a studio audience today, but they didn't show up, and that's okay. So me and the Videographer, and eat well this afternoon. Don't be jealous. But anyway, so don't overbake, them. I'm going to do them two ways for you. The recipe that you'll see, and don't forget, there's a link to the recipe there. And I think on the YouTube channel, right? Chef A.J.? Day. Yep.
0: I'm going to put everything in the show notes in the chat so they'll be able to get the recipe before the end of the show.
1: So um, you can get the recipe and try it at home. The recipe shows you how to bake them. All right. You turn that on. And we're going to do that, too, for most of them. But I want to show you how to prop, how to pan, pan cook them. You won't call it pan frying. Um, cook them in a pan. If you have a good nonstick pan, um, it is doable, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you something with nonstick pans. I just bought this one because I've been filming a lot of videos. And I, I've an announcement about that, if, if that's all right with AJ. Um, I've been filming a lot of videos this past month. And I wanted a good nonstick pan to, to do some things with. And none of them are perfect, right? So for example, I was filming a video making quinoa flatbread the other day. And um, after the fourth or fifth pancake, they started to stick, flatbread, they started to stick. And I was like, so I went and scrubbed it out, blah, blah, blah. But the trick, one of the tricks is, if you, if you have to stop and scrub it out, you've got to go back and reheat it until it's good and hot. And I'll show you what that looks like. I'm going to go ahead and start to warm it up here um, so you can see what that looks like. You want that pan good and hot. And if you even have to turn the pan down, it's 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 a terrible thing. You might be happier just baking, but I do want to show you this so that you can see it. But what we're going to start with is our potatoes. Now, you'll no name of this. Um, I've got uh, three pounds of potatoes here. Notice I don't peel my potatoes. I, I did rinse them off um, well. Um, there's so much nutrition in that skin and I buy organic potatoes. So I'm not worried about all the pesticides or any of that stuff, um, but we're gonna, we wanna grape them or what they call it, mince them, grape them but we're really, do- technically know what I'm doing with them. And that's gonna take me a minute. So it'll be kind of noisy for
2: just a minute. I'm usually lazy about even
1: having to clean my food processor I normally do this by hand, but I'm doing such a large batch, I didn't want to have to make you guys wait for that. The advantage of doing them in the food processor though, I think you get, your goal with these potatoes to get them somewhat crispy, is to get as much water out of the potatoes as possible. So I think the food processor does that better than doing them by hand. Big batches. Hey, yeah, Jeff, if you were here, I'd be, I'd be eating some latkes today.
0: No, that would be so much fun. Are you going to serve them with uh,
1: applesauce? I am making um, my homemade fried apples, which could turn into applesauce. So, yeah, my mom always served them with homemade. We, she did more of a mashed potato cake. She didn't do the latkes strictly. Um, and hers, of course, were fried and blah, blah, blah. But um, she always served them with fried apples.
0: That sounds really good,
1: actually. It's delicious and then we're making our own homemade cauliflower sour cream right and i kind of did that in part for my videographer can't have soy and i wanted her to be able to taste this because i'm always trying to show her soy free options for healthy foods
0: i'm allergic to soy too so i'm very excited about this
1: you know what and i heard you heard this the other day millet are one of those things that you and i both love Cauliflower is one of my magic foods. I make sauces and mayonnaise and cream sauces and all kinds of things like that out of it um, because it's, it's versatile like that. It. it takes in the, it's like soy, it takes in the flavor of whatever you do. So it's a good one. Um, and we'll talk about a couple of secrets and of tri- tips for
2: that when we, we get over there. Which, Del, is that the Breville?
1: No, this is the Cuisinart.
2: Oh, okay. Is it brand
1: so- new? I is my it, other one, I mean, it still works, but you have to hold my hand on the top of it, which for the videos that I was making doesn't look great.
2: Is it 14 cup or 16 cup? No, no, no. Almost there, people. And then there's stage two. So
1: these, you know, these take a little bit. We're going to use that. I'm going to use those.
0: I don't know if you heard me. What somebody's asking the size of your food processor.
1: Oh no 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 i think it's a 10 or 12 cup
0: oh wow it just looks so big hey jeffrey's watching want to give a shout out
1: baby brother i you said he was going to so having you mention my baby brother everybody he's one of the few members of my family that will actually eat my cooking
2: oh that's great yeah. and he a well, he will help
1: me remember all of these stories that we talk about our mom and such um he he was there for a lot of it. We were very close growing up. We always have been close, but especially as kids. All right. So we've got our potatoes grated. Set this aside for a minute. And set this aside for a minute. We need that back.
2: And you want to um,
1: squeeze out the excess liquid from the potatoes. Again, that's that's a key thing. Otherwise, they never really get any kind of crispness to them. And another thing that I think is good to do, and I'll show you that in a minute, is you wanna make sure that you, you rough them up a little bit. You wanna stir them um, around, and there's something about that, that 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 makes the potatoes get a little crustier, okay? There, and then one more bath. They're gonna do with onions. And thank you all for your patience. I didn't wanna do this, ahead. But I didn't want you to see how this is done with this. is Timmy, it's new for you. Well, you know, usually I have everything ready to go, but I thought we, its isn't easy. This is gonna be a, a quick class. So it's not like it's gonna take hours and hours of watching. Then we're gonna do the same thing with our onions because we wanna get the excess liquid out of them as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Loving my keys,
1: y'all. I hardly ever buy these new. I'm always at the thrift store buying whatever. I can get my hands on.
0: You ever soak your onion?
1: No, I've heard about soaking, but to cut back on the, the Yeah, you, yeah, cuz
0: some, sometimes they're really powerful.
1: Well, here's my thing about onions is a lot of the powerful onions it really to me is about the age of the onions. How long they've been sitting on the shelf. It makes a big difference in that. So I when I'm shopping for them um, you know it may not be worth it to go to get the on sale onions, because they might be older when they down. You might want to go for the, the, the newer looking ones or whatever, the ones that they're just put on the shelf. Um, because the longer they sit, that's one of those things that happens. But I tell you what, as someone who was cooking with onions and you know, many of you that know you know that we all start with onions, um, I've sort of gotten used to it. They don't really bother me very much. So I got—I put these into a little um, cloth. You can see, you see how much of that liquid's coming out of there? Wow. And I used to, by the way, for those of you that don't want to use a lot of any salt, I'm used to salt them. And that would be a big part of this. But you really don't need to if you get a good cloth and
2: get your workout in like I am right now. So can I can I
1: share a bit of news, AJ? Yes, please. I have been working on for the past month, well, for the past 30 years really, but for the past month, an online cooking course. And it is in production right now and it's going to be available through the CNS Kitchen probably by the first of May. It's a self-paced course for the beginner for someone who's either new to whole food plant-based cooking or new to cooking as well. So if you don't know how to boil water, I'm gonna show you how, right? We're just gonna assume that we're starting from zero. And I'm so excited about it. I've been, you know, I've been teaching 25 years and cooking for 34 years now. And so I've got a lot of tips that I wanna share and it's gonna be fun and it'll be great. Self-paced, you'll do it at your own pace but we'll have live office hours every week. So you can ask questions. We'll have a chat room a a community feed like we do in CNS kitchen. So anytime you have questions, you can ask.
0: Well, that sounds great. Once you get the link, let me know. I'll put it in all the show notes from all the previous shows you did.
1: Oh, cool. Yay. So it's going to be, I'm excited. I, you know, and you know, I love teaching, you know how much I love doing this. So.
0: Yeah, and you're coming back on May 2nd, which is about when you're saying you're rolling it out anyway, so we can promote it again then. Oh, yeah, That's perfect timing. Jeffrey says, you're the best cook. Sherry says, I would eat your cooking any day of the week. And Sylvia says, I love Chef Dell's recipes. See
1: my ego just floating above <laughs> my head right now. <laughs> oh, uh, cool. You'll notice some starch there in the bottom of the bowl. Don't get rid of that. And once you drain off that excess water, keep the starch. That's good stuff.
2: All right. And then there is
1: our potatoes. Michelle, turn on the other camera so you can see those. There you go. Okay.
0: Dell, is it possible for a person to use those pre-frozen shredded potatoes that have nothing but potatoes in them?
1: Yeah, if you can find the ones, I, I think so. If you can find the ones that are um, oil-free, yeah.
0: Yeah, they have them at Sprouts.
1: And all you wanna do is you're gonna add a little bit of flour Um, I add flour and almond meal, and what I like about the almond meal is it gives it a little bit of a browning. it gives you some of that brownness that we want. So whole wheat pastry flour, almond meal, baking powder, sea salt, and black pepper, and you're good to go. So if anybody tries this, I'd love to hear how you do, you can reach out to me on my website or or even through Chef AJ. All right, so we've got our our onion and our, our potatoes all ready to go, and we're adding to that. Um, your recipe is one third cup of flour, and then three tablespoons, double uh, almond flour. Our baking powder, if you are um, in the middle of celebrating Passover, you're gonna celebrate Passover, and you're doing um, unleavened, you can leave the baking powder out. And then of course, some sea salt. That's also
2: optional if you uh, aren't using it, and I like my black pepper. So here's the part where we're gonna do a little bit of work. We are going to mix this up, rough up those potatoes a little bit. You turn my stove back on here think so we are ready to cook. My fancy new stove top.
1: I, I've been using, and I, I did this from these videos I'm doing, I've been using a campers cooktop for all these years for cooking demos and for catering sessions. Well, now you can get it as fancy as you want them is the cheaper model, Um, the most expensive one I, I love. I, I wanted it because, you know, it was like $280. I'm like, I couldn't justify that. But this one's beautiful. It, it has the, the sleek appearance and uh, looks good on camera. So
2: happy about that. All right, mix this up really well because you don't
1: wanna have a big chunk of almond flour where you don't want it. You want to make sure that the flour and everything gets all around all the
2: potatoes, Michelle. I wish you were over here. I'd have you scoop potatoes, scoop off. Is You're busy making
1: sure we uh, stay on the camera.
2: Because yeah. <laughs> you could push it all this way.
1: Oh yeah, see? see, Michelle's also my director. Make making- you <laughs> off and see what's going on on camera. He reminds
2: me of that. I need a director all the time. Don't we all?
1: <laughs> right? Does Charles ever work as your director? Or he just uh-huh. he,
0: we don't. No, we, he, he, I don't like being told what to do by him.
2: <laughs> right, I get it. All right. That is that. So what we're going to do next is just scoop those. You notice I tasted those. Coop goes on to our baking sheet. Like that.
1: These are so, they're so good. I, yesterday I made a test batch because I hadn't made them in five years. I made a test batch and then I turned the oven off and left them in the oven and they dried out. So you, again, that's an overcooking. They're edible, but they're just a little, chewier not quite so
2: appealing as they would have been otherwise are you still getting me both on camera mm-hmm. okay again this is a double batch so it looks like a lot more than your batch is going to make a I I lot All right, I'll do those those later. I don't, and here's one of those things where you don't want to pre pre make these without
1: cooking them because the potatoes start to turn pretty quickly. So you want to make sure that you, you do these when you're ready to make the magic happen. Okay. And then we're just going to press these down into our little cake.
2: Patty cake, patty cake. Baker's man. (laughs) All right. And then into the oven they go. So pretty quick, right? Not really a a long, drawn out process. Now you can make, like, you can make your sour cream ahead. You can make your, um, do you have a, your clock, you said, give me 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. Yep. Um, And let me show you how just what the stovetop looks like. I'm gonna make them a little bigger since I've got plenty of stuff to go here. You're good at rolling those balls.
1: Right? You know I (laughs) got experience. by the way, test your stove, the top of hotness. You'll see the, the water there should not evaporate right away. If it does, it's not hot enough. So if it, if it beads up, you're
2: in good shape. Does that make sense? Yep. You now then these,
1: once you get that stove hot enough, you know what, you, you, can, you can overdo it. You can make, can, you want to turn that stove down, and I'm still
2: getting used to this. And then if you have leftovers,
1: once you cook them, just get them in an airtight container right away because, again, they, they keep drying out and doing that thing. We'll leave that for later.
2: Clean up really quickly. There we go. Well, that's part one. And so while that, I think we're done with food processor now. Let's see if I can, can you unplug it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You unplugged everything. You? <laughs> it's all uh, right. All right, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Move it right here. And then we'll move our big boy over. So I've already steamed the cauliflower for
1: the, um, the sour cream, and um, just because you don't need to watch that happen, right? And the thing about it is, I like steaming it better than boiling my cauliflower because I don't—I want control over how much water goes into um,
2: goes into the cauliflower. I don't want it to be.
1: I don't want it to be too too watery uh, for my sour cream. I want some thickness. So I have water to add, but I steam them so you keep all the nutrients that way. And I added my lemon juice. So this is three ingredients or two ingredients. It's it's, it's cauliflower, a little bit of lemon juice or vinegar or a combination if you like, and that's about it. And then you can adjust the vinegar to taste. Like sour cream isn't the most sour of creams I've ever noticed. It's not like um a couple of others. So it's it's a mild, but it's adjustable. You, I mean, that's the fun thing about making your own is you get to decide what, it, what it, it looks like in the end. All right.
0: Got a few questions in the chat for you, Del. Uh, Jeffrey says, do you serve this as an entree? What would be a good side dish? Perhaps a salad?
1: Well, yeah, you can certainly have it with a salad. Um, I'm eating it with some fried apples, Jeffrey. So I wish you were here.
0: Does he live near you?
1: No, he lives in Bloomington, Indiana, about a four-hour drive.
2: Oh. And one of the, one of the, what? One of the viewers
0: is asking, is it a way, is there a way to make these flour free?
1: Um you could use probably, well, you could use them with garbanzo flower. flour. Is that acceptable?
0: Well, I mean. I guess technically if you grind it it's
2: technically a flour, but could you make it like with unground oats or something or that wouldn't work. What
1: you might want to do is if you don't want to use any kind of flour or thickener is you might want to.
2: You might want to mash part of your potatoes. Ah, clever. Yeah. And do you know the name of the frying pan you're using? No. No. <laughs> it's called Blue, Blue Standard, I think. I'll double check that in a minute. You can see a bit of browning there on top.
1: And not too bad on the sticking. I I I'm not endorsing this little booger yet because I said it it wasn't well behaved the other day after about four or five batches, but maybe four or five batches is a lot.
2: You frozen, guys? Is he frozen? I can't continue the demo. I hope he comes back. I see him. I should have used a smaller um, bowl for this. But this looks
1: pretty good. Read a little bit more. Um, Use a small. My my bowl is too big. I could have got a triple batch in this size bowl um, so that it'll really catch in there and do its thing, but
2: it's got the creamy texture, so it's going to work. All right, that should do the job. Now, let me, I'll spoon this out of here so you guys can see what it looks like. This is the least number of dishes I've got to do for a class <laughs> in months, Michelle. What's our secret today? Simplicity. I'm loving this. So, I had to learn how to do
1: videography, Chef A Day.
2: And how was that for you?
1: Um, Stressful, but I'm so <laughs> glad that I'm I'm getting to learn a new skill. I and mean, I love learning, and um, I'm getting better at it. And they they like my work so far. My our director of marketing is hasn't kicked me out yet. So I've done about thirty videos, and I have four or five more to go for this course. And um, yeah, but man, it's tedious. Teet- it, I tell you, about the part that I don't like is is this is why I love having Michelle here. Is when it's just me. I've got to be in charge of the camera, the food prep, uh, the setup and everything, right? And that part's stressful because you almost, you have to have a list because one day, for example, I forgot to change out the memory card and it ran out of memory right in the middle of cooking. So I had to start all over. There's your uh, sour cream or cauliflower
2: sour cream. I don't know what to put in there. So we'll set that aside. Let's go back to
1: our is on the stove top. And unfortunately, the only way to really know if, if these are tender is to eat one. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna to have to sacrifice
2: one, one for the club. But on that low temperature, and you could put a lid on this, by the way, that would help keep more of the heat in. But I want you guys to be able to see what's happening.
1: Another minute or two and they're great. Those are delicious.
2: Have you ever frozen them and
0: then reheated them at a later time?
1: You no, know, I keep hearing all the scary things about freezing potatoes and stuff so I never do.
0: What kind of scary things?
1: They, they just don't freeze well. They get watery. And they get they change their texture.
2: Oh. I don't know. I could be making it up. Yeah, those are... Those are just
1: about right. Um, it takes a minute for that that inside of the potato to get done, so be patient. Make sure you get that, that heat low enough that it'll still cook. So you get your pan really hot and turn it back down when you put your potatoes in there so that um, it cooks without burning the outside first. Does
2: that make sense?
0: Yep. How long does the sour cream last in the refrigerator once okay. you make it?
1: Five or six days. If you cover it and keep your temperature low enough in your refrigerator below um,
2: 40 degrees, below 41 degrees. Now let me try on baked potatoes too, by the way. It's gonna be delicious. You're gonna like that. You're gonna like it just like I'm liking it right now. All right, I'm gonna pull those off because I wanna start the fried apples because people will
1: be ready to eat. And again, I'm gonna turn the heat back up. You know, bigger stove here. I'm gonna taste the sour cream in action for you.
2: hmm Wait till I taste the fried apples with you.
1: So my apples, and you can see here, I did slice them ahead of time, but then I put them in a water. So I added water to cover. And a couple of tablespoons of lemon juice because I didn't want to have you, didn't I didn't want you to have to watch me slicing onions or, or apples, which took about 10 to 12 minutes. So did that ahead of time. And then I got some cinnamon, half of salt, and then I made the date paste. So in your recipe, it's got um, dates and water, and you take those and you blend them to a puree, and that becomes your date paste or your sweetener. But that's what I have here. I already did that ahead of time for you. And just go ahead and add that in at any time to the
2: pan. And let it do its thing. And then just everything into the pan. Now again, this is thick apple. I think it's a, yeah, thick apple, regular batch. Your apples. And the director says move the pan back over this way, or this way, right there making it And a pinch of salt if you're using it. Lemon juice,
1: um, since I soak them in lemon water, I'm not gonna add any more lemon juice, especially since I'm using um, since I'm using a Granny Smith apple. I'll use a tart apple and then we get it just sweet enough to do its job. And then I' around with this to and and the sugar the in the dates. We'll start pulling out the liquid
2: from the apples pretty quickly and down it comes. Now, so that you have a sugar-free fried
1: apple, right? I'm automated with butter. My version is butter-free. And uh, I think the delicious. I didn't even cooked apple. It's almost like having an apple pie dessert with dinner, right?
2: And then... minutes two minutes on our our oven
1: version. All right, we're moving along. So this is a really simple, straightforward kind of meal and one that you can have at any time. And by the way, you know this could be a dessert. if you make an ice cream, um some some of this served on top of some um, uh, vegan ice cream would be delicious. Mm -hmm. You could um um make a granola or um just some toasted oats on top with dried and nuts and dried fruits and I'll of to things that you could do with this
2: to make it into a healthy dessert. You'd be
1: very happy.
2: Have you ever used sweet potatoes?
1: Yeah, they're delicious. I was going to suggest it. Thank you for reminding me. Um, I've seen them with sweet potatoes. I've seen them with other root vegetables, too, for a, just a change of flavor, like your parsnip. Ooh,
0: parsnip carrot latka.
1: It'll be delicious, right? Yeah. You know, a whole yeah. bunch of flavor happening there. So parsnips and rutabaga and celery root, all of them. Um, I'm old, you know old-fashioned guy. I love my potatoes, and um, but yeah, have fun with them and, and and make them however you want. See how that you can already see it's starting to reduce, re- release that liquid there.
2: So, Chef AJ and I
1: were talking just before you guys came on about what we're going to do for next month, and she suggested Mother's Day for the first Sunday of the month, I was suggesting Cinco de Mayo. So I think we're gonna merge the two and do a Cinco de Mayo Mother's Day celebration. What do you think?
0: I think that's great. Cinco, that de, mayo for, Cinco de Mayo for mothers.
1: I, I think I'm gonna do a Cinco de Mayo brunch.
0: How about Cinco de Mother?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what do you think, a Cinco de Mayo brunch? Can
2: we do that? I think, I think that's fantastic. I think that'll be fun. Now, with Easter's next week. Are you celebrating, and what are you making for your Easter meal?
1: Um, no, I don't celebrate it. Um, I'm probably going to go see my dad. They will celebrate it. Now, they have the traditional. Now, my mom was the experimental cook. That's my mom calling right now. Look. Oh. <laughs> my mom was the experimental cook, and she would make all kinds of different things. Um, different kinds of roasts and stuff like that. Um, but I think I can remember a couple of Easters in my aunt's house where it was scalloped potatoes and ham. And they always had mac and cheese. They can't seem to help her.
2: But if I were going to cook an Easter celebration for me, what do I cook. I'm not sure. I think um,
1: I had to think about it. Hey, Jay, you've got me, you perplexed
2: me. Maybe, maybe a
0: quiche. Who knows? I don't, I don't do Whoa. it. I don't know what people. Uh-huh. Here's a funny comment. Cinco de Mayo Mother's Day title. Nacho average Mother's Day. Very clever.
2: Ooh, very good.
0: <laughs> yep. And Sabine says, Del, did you dump the lemon water or was it just a small amount? Did I do what? Did you dump the lemon water?
2: Yeah, I did. It was just
1: um, it was probably like a, a half gallon of water covering the apple, and just enough to cover the apples, and two tablespoons of lemon.
2: Someone's going to suggest that I could have drank that, huh? Okay. They're right, actually. But a little apple lemon water would not have been bad. Mm-hmm. So what what's our mother
1: our celebration called Cinco de Mama? Not
0: show average Mother's Day. Not
2: show average Mother's Day. Not show average Mother's Day. All right. Cinco de Mayo meets mom. My mom and I never went out. We didn't eat. Jeffrey, did we eat Mexican with mom ever? I don't think so. So you're just gonna cook these until they're tender, and that's up to you. What level of tender you want? But see, you can see all that liquid coming out of the apples. And as it does, it concentrates the flavor. That's what you want. The only person
1: that will not like this is the person who still eats a lot of sugar. Mm. Right? Because you know when you go from eating sugar to not eating sugar, nothing tastes sweet enough. But if you've been like staying away from sugar, as I have. It's delicious.
2: And that's that's per- pretty much just about right. So let's stir them up and show you what the final product looks like. Now it's up to you. Now in my world, I would take them. And you know, one thing I
1: didn't forget AJ, is I always made these for my friend. I use cooked par- and caramelized onions. So you just slice up some onions and then um, I cook them down until they're brown. And you, just, you don't need to add sugar, you don't need to add oil, you just add a little bit of uh, water
2: as needed when they start to stick. Oh. Happiness is this. I sour cream on top and if I was a good chef, I'd have some green onions for a garnish. And that my friend is latkes. With fried apples and
1: cauliflower sour cream.
0: Nice. And, you know, fried apples, like you say, can be used for so many
1: different things. Apple crisp, make a big batch. The rest of it goes into apple crisp easily. As a breakfast kind of thing, serve on top of your granola, right? Um, I just did a video a few days ago with a pumpkin pie parfait. We make a vanilla cream and it had um, dates and plant milk and a pinch of cinnamon, a little lemon, a little bit of almond butter. And it was delicious. So imagine your granola, your apples, a little bit of the cream sauce on top of that. You've got a great breakfast bowl. Which is all the, the bowls are all the reeds still. So, yeah, it has a lot of uses and just as a treat, good by itself.
0: Yeah. Randy says they were selling your book on the holistic holiday at sea cruise. Nice. Yeah.
1: But it's still a little, a little hot seller.
0: Which, which one is the best? You have, like, you have like seven books, right? Something like that?
1: Well, sort of. I have four where I'm the primary author. So Forks Over Knives, Better Than Vegan, China Study Quick and Easy, and then the China Study Family Cookbook. I wrote the recipes for the Forks Over Knives Family Plan for one of their other cookbooks. And then I've written recipes for some other cookbooks but where I wasn't the lead author. Writing my fifth lead author cookbook coming out later this year um but the fork several Knives is still the best seller well uh, it sells it's it's insane i think it sells something like 400 copies a week still
0: that's incredible
1: no I mean, that's 10 years later so just amazing those people at Fork over knives know what they're doing aj <laughs> wow
0: that is so- that's amazing, 400 copies
2: a week of a the, book. My,
1: the China City Quick and Easy is probably the, the one up next because it's such a, a relatable cookbook. It's They are quick and easy recipes and um, it's kind of straightforward, so it, it sells pretty well, too.
2: That is so cool.
1: I know. I love it. You got to um, come home and make this, I hope.
0: These were quick and easy recipes today.
1: They are. I, you know, I think it, maybe it's me just getting older or something like that. I don't need too much complication in my cooking. Uh, I like it to be simple and straightforward, and that's just where I'm heading.
0: That's that's neat. Well, we cannot wait to have you back next month for our Natural Average Mother's Day Cinco de Mayo Mother's Day Fusion Brunch. I can't wait to see what you're going to create for that.
1: I'm working on it already in my head.
0: And roll out your new program. So make sure you get me those links because I can not only add it to what's called the show notes of the show you're doing, but every time you've been on, I can just put it in there as well.
1: Perfect. I will make that happen. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you. What do you've got planned for the rest of your day?
1: I have more videos to shoot. So I have what they call non-recipe videos um, of of boiling water and some different techniques I need to shoot. So I'll probably work on that. And then... uh, so, enough. there are
0: people you think that really don't know how to boil water, huh?
1: I've met them, yes.
0: I met a 44 year old woman once and she did not know how to microwave a baked potato. And I'm
1: like, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I've, I've met these people in class before. I've had them in live classes where I, I wouldn't even let them touch a knife.
0: Well, so then what are they eating? Just processed food, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, even the vegans. I mean, I have a, a very good friend of mine who I, I started the Central Ohio Vegetarian Society with. And she is a good cook and she, she cooks a lot. She's taking a lot of my classes, but her boyfriend for all these years is always is processed meats and processed meats and the whole food salad bar or food mm-hmm. bar and, you know, vegan, sure, but healthy. Wow. Yeah. So it's, um, it, they're out there.
0: Doesn't it just get expensive though, for people that just eat out all the time?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it adds up very quickly. And I, I think, you know what? I, We're not yet seeing on the market uh, a whole lot of healthy options. Although you know, Dr. Greger has one meal a meal kit or something. Uh, So there's a few out there, but for the most part, you still gotta learn how to cook.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I wonder when people really stop doing it. It's not that hard, you know. I mean,
1: we've been marketed. It's you know, we've had the uh, the non-cooking convenience thing marketed to us ever since Swanson's put out that first. Uh, Frozen dinners—it's been in a growth field ever since, and now everything is supposed to be convenience. Now you know, oh, if you don't like to cook, they'll send you the ingredients to cook a meal with. What? What? You're going to pay more for that. I I don't get it, Uh, and people don't seem to be able to see it. But here we are.
0: Yeah, you don't use an instant pot much, do you, Dell?
1: No. Matter of fact, I'm giving one to my brother. I have two. And I gave one to my brother, but now I tend to still, although I do like it in the summer, if I'm going to cook beans in the summer, it's nice not to heat up the whole kitchen because I don't have air conditioning. So it's nice not to have to heat up the whole house.
0: Yeah, yeah. What about an air fryer? Do you use an air fryer?
1: I use my air fryer more for my oven fried tofu and things like that. Yeah, I love the air fryer.
0: Yeah, I wonder if you could do these latkes in an air fryer.
1: You could, but you want to turn the temperature down from whatever the recipe says, turn it down 25 degrees and let them cook a little bit longer. So that, remember, we want that inside to get done too, right? For sure.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Well, thanks, Del. It's always good spending a Sunday with you.
1: It's fun.
0: Yeah, and tell us, you know, the course that you're rolling out in May, when you say it's self-directed. So give give, talk a little bit about it. You've got some time. Like, how's it going to work?
1: So you will, once you purchase the course, you'll be given login access. And then you'll start right there at the introduction and I'll have a welcome video with yours truly. And then we'll tell you what to expect in the course and then lead you right into your first lessons. Um, we're starting off with, so it's not about cooking right away. We, we start off with, with talking about things like meal planning and, and what to do in the grocery store, how to manage the grocery shopping and, and all of those things. And then we, we work through, so you you'll go from lesson to lesson, you'll start with lesson one, and you'll do that and finish that. It'll, it'll guide you to the next lesson and start in the next lesson and read through that or watch the videos or do whatever the homework assignment there. It's not a graded kind of thing. It's pretty much you on your own. But we encourage you to get into We have a community feed there in Mighty Network, So you can go in there and talk to others, uh, see what kinds of issues they're having with their cooking, ask questions there. Or you can ask questions of me. Like I said, I'll have a weekly, a weekly what we call office hours where you can, um, log in and then ask any cooking questions that you might have. And they're still very popular in other cooking courses like it. And then you just work your way through the course at your pace. The bonus, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet, the bonus that we're giving you, you know, last year at CNS, I taught forty some classes, and those are all recorded hundred and eighty recipes. And we are going to make those available to people who purchase this course. So you'll have, you'll have the course, you'll have all the lessons, all the recipes from the course, some of which were in other classes, and then all those other classes to to go on from there. Um, And then you you take as long as you want, you know, so if you want to go back over a lesson or if you want to skip certain lessons, not everybody needs to know how to boil water, but, um, you know, if you do, you do.
0: Yeah, Uh, Jeffrey wants to know. Are you doing a video on Modan Plus? I think he means Misan plus.
1: place. plus. Um, yeah, we, we are doing the mise en place videos and we just, we spend some time on mise en place. And, and part of the reason why I spend more time on it than others might is there are people who say, I hate to cook. You know, I don't like cooking. I don't want to spend any more time on it than I have to. Well, with the proper organization of your cooking, with the proper organization of your meal planning and of your shopping, you can make this as simple. Like my recipes, as you see here, are not long drawn out affairs. You can make this as simple as you want to do it. So we talk a little bit about batch cooking so that if you want to get everything done in a couple of hours once a week, you can, right? Um, but we, we help you see how to do that. My goal is to not only make you confident as a cook, but to make you like it a little bit. To Like spending some time in the kitchen and getting to know your kitchen and learning to make it your friend instead of your enemy. But let's face it. We're, we're going to be cooking for ourselves. This is It's not going to change for a while if you eat this way. If you eat a whole food plant-based uh, lifestyle and you're, you're not using oil or sugar um, or salt, you're, you're cooking, right? So why not learn to like the process along the way? So my goal is to make it as easy as possible by sharing all the tips that I brought with me um, over the 34 years that I've been cooking in kitchens.
0: Nice. I think mise en place is the biggest secret. It makes it so much easier.
1: I'm reading a book. I read a, or started reading a book recently about uh, mise en place as it applies to all of your life. Oh, and, and, I love
0: it. mise en place. That's a, what's the title of the book?
1: I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, I, I forget, but it, it really is about how by, by ordering your life you know, and, and planning and setting a few things in motion ahead of time that everything gets easier. And I love it. And it's definitely true of the kitchen, as you know. When you, as you see me all, and you guys see me, I do one of our wellness courses where I do one of the cooking segments. And with my mise en place set up, I do 11 recipes in about
2: an hour. It's doable, right? It's
1: it's doable between that and the batch cooking mentality. It's totally doable that you can take, I can take my cheese sauce and have four or five dishes out of it in less than 30 minutes. Amazing,
0: amazing. There's a question: If you know how to make a spinach pie, I don't know what a spinach pie is.
1: Well, there's fetair, which is the Greek spinach pie, which is my favorite. Oh, nice! And I saw a recipe recently. You know, the the hard part is when you're using phyllo dough. They they slather each layer with butter, right, to get it flaky. I I did see an oil free version lately, and I don't think I saved it because I'm like I don't believe it, but. Um, I use instead of the phyllo dough when I want to make a, a pie, I'll make a pizza crust, like a, a whole grain pizza crust, and use that instead. And because the filling is the best part, right? And I do the same thing with my quiche. I'll kind of do like a galette, which is a free form pie. And I'll I'll put my quiche filling inside that and wrap the 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 the, the uh, dough over it and bake it. And so I've got kind of a variation on the quiche, but it's still the same as crust and it's filling.
0: You make a great pizza out of polenta. You served it to me once and it had pesto and it had potatoes on it. That was extraordinary.
1: You caramelized onions on the top. That's in the Forks of a Nice Cookbook.
0: Yeah, that is really amazing.
1: Yeah, I, love, I used to do pizza night every every Friday night in my house when I was um, younger. The whole building could smell it and I would come running for pizza night. That,
0: that's something. That's something. Well, I, I can't wait for you to come back because you're more fun than a barrel of tofu
1: i am more fun than the barrel of tofu don't you forget <laughs> it
0: yeah and i love that that's going to be our tagline better living through delavision <laughs> i always thought when you worked at the wellness forum they should have called it the Delmas forum
1: i know well did you, are you the one that started that years ago
0: yeah i just thought. Uh, just give you credit where credit is due
1: i know it's the forum.
0: he makes everything delicious yeah
1: oh. <laughs> here's our finished um oven baked
2: pie or uh, a There you go. Mm-hmm. See if we can see
1: Notice those crispy brown edges, those are perfect. They've I, feel, got like, I feel like
0: saying like crispy on the outside, tender on the inside.
1: Like me, like me. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. This is great. Well, thanks, Del. Can't Thank wait for you as discussion. always. Yep. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time for none other than Dr. John McDougall. He's going to be discussing the work of Dr. Walter Kempner, and he's going to be having a guest named Dr. Clarence Grimm. You won't want to miss it. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.